Welcome to the 161st edition of the Guna Podcast. This is your host, Kevin Witcher, and we are recording this on the Tuesday evening before Arsenal face Crystal Palace at, on uh, Saturday, three, uh, Saturday uh, <laughs> next weekend at 3 o'clock, a rare 3 o'clock. A rare Saturday game. I will keep the an- uh, panel intros brief once again, as time has been the enemy today. So let's at least say hello to, first up, he's back for a second month in a row, uh, good evening to the Gooners' face and voice in the media, Mr. David Udo. Good evening, all. Second up, another voice that we had the pleasure of hearing from last month, and a regular columnist in the Gooner for almost 30 years. It's hello to the Highbury Spy himself, Mr. Steve Ashford. Blimey, is it that long? <laughs> it's getting, uh, That's what she said to me. Ah, uh, well, and our special guest this month appearing for the first time in 12 months, Ooh. our favourite snapper from the Offside Photographic Agency. It's a warm welcome back to the winner of the 20th Anniversary Best Premier League Photographer Award, Mr. Mark Leach. Good evening. So, um, gentlemen, um, plenty of uh, offerings uh, about recent events, but uh, let's start with some nostalgia. And uh, I think it's fair to say most people... um, think we are in end-of-days territory. I don't think there's too many people that think Arsene Wenger will be manager past this contract. A lot of people think that maybe this summer he could go even earlier. But what I'd like to do is compare how it feels at the moment to the final days of past Arsenal managers. Because generally they've gone... They've, they've experienced... Triumph, and then we've seen decline. I'm thinking of Bertie Mee. I'm thinking of Terry Neal, although Triumph then was FA Cups, times have changed. I'm thinking of George Graham. How does it compare for you, Mark? Well, it's, it's, it's something strange. I think um, weaving in something slightly different was thinking about FA Cup defeats. The one at Forest seemed so much worse to me than the one at Wrexham. And you think, the year before, we were champions and Wrexham were 92nd. That should have really hurt, but somehow it was quite amusing. Mm. Maybe because I've been drinking all day, but it was quite... It didn't... You know, everyone else was laughing, but I felt, ah! And we just shook ourselves down and got on with it. Uh, Forrest, you just looked at it and thought, hang on, this isn't the same 11 guys going out every week, getting mugged 1-0 up and getting done up uh, late by a plucky 4th Division team with a packed crowd. It was just... You didn't see Arsenal winning. I, you know, as a photographer, watched the first half. I stayed and did the Nottingham Forest attack second half because I just thought, there's no way. I thought, oh, could Miss Eddie Ketchik's going to have to get But I didn't think it was going to happen. But with your managers, I mean, I was a real kid when there was an uproar. And unlike now, the fans managed to get um, Billy Wright out. And in came Bertie Me. Obviously, in the short term... You've gone from being a kid to working. And I was suddenly working in the media when we turned up in about 74, 75 for Arsenal Photocall. And Bertie Mee said, what are you lot doing here? It's a photocall. No, it's not. And you produce a letter and he went, you better get on with it. There was no shirts. There was no training kit. You know, it was a big mess. There were no benches to sit on and do the pictures of the players. And you thought, there's something wrong with this club. And Bertie didn't hang around much longer. But then 
Terry Neal, yeah, as you said, it was cups. We were never really challenging. Tottenham were... You know, well, we, we came third a couple yeah, of times. Yeah, but I don't remember being in the title race in... Okay. You, know, uh, we, you can look and have a late run, can't you, when you're out of everything and end up third. I don't think we were actually... I don't ever remember duking it out with, a, with Liverpool in the Terry Neal era. Mm. Um, beat them in those, you know, after those four prolonged FA Cup sem- you know, matches in the semi-final. That was fantastic. But um, he had to go. When I think Don Howe to go, didn't we? Playing Paul Mariner in midfield rather than Stevie Williams, you're thinking. But it seemed to be everything that was wrong with the club. The undersoil heating broke down and they never got it fixed. So we were playing on... Matches were being postponed or played on unfit pitches. It was a big mess. And, you know, you just thought, this is our dip, and up we come. George comes along, George Graham. And it, we felt you were in cycles with Arsenal. Middle of the decade seemed to go wrong. But now, I don't know who could come in and suddenly change it, because it's not just changing a few players, I don't think. Well, that's something we'll get onto in time. Steve, I want you to remember... Some of the cup exits that oh, signalled the end of Terry Neal's reign. I was at York City in 1985 when we lost 1-0 in the snow. Um, <clears throat> I was at Wrexham when we lost 3-2. Nice day that was, actually. Wrexham, 3-2. We won 3-2 at Wrexham. Oh, was it 2-4? Yeah, yeah. Two-one. When Mickey Thomas got the That was 2-1, was it? Sorry. We were robbed, actually. We had a disallowed goal in the last couple of minutes, if I remember rightly. Um... You, 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 you kind of that that Wrexham game was a blip for the rest of that season. I think we we scored goals for fun from January to May under George Graham. I think that was the season when we got ninety two goals. I think that season, and we were thrashing teams after that. That was actually like a catalyst. It kind of spurred us on to be, better things. Um, at the moment, where you, you talk about an end game, I think this this end game has been going on since, since twenty eleven. <laughs> So, we, so what we had to put up with Terry Neal and George Graham, <clears throat> to a certain extent Bertie Mee, we put up with those seasons where we were losing to lower teams, going out the Cups early, watching terrible performances. In those days, at least we had a few decent players, one or two World Cup, world-class players, and the board soon took note of the fans' kind of un- unrest at the, the management at the time. <clears throat> they did the decent thing and they got rid of Bertie Mee got rid of Terry Neal I'm not sure whether George Graham would have gone if not for the bone mm. I'm pretty mm. sure they would have kept him he had his critics though he did have he his had critics. critics he was still winning trophies um, we got to the Cup Winners Cup final that year um, I think if George had still been around we might well have won it mm. um, at the moment this is worse this is really? a thousand times worse really not only because we've not had to just put up with it for six months or mm. three months or half a season mm. we've put up with this for five, six, seven, eight years mm. And that axe is just never going to fall, is it? So it's basically the fact that it's been drawn out yeah. and action hasn't been taken. Yeah. I mean, we were talking earlier about losing to Sheffield Wednesday in the League Cup a couple of years ago, you know, which was virtually exactly the same as Forest. Um, <clears throat> we've, had, uh, we've had 8-2 defeats at Old Trafford. We've had 6-0 defeats at Chelsea. This is the second season where we're not going to finish in the top four. We're going to finish even lower this year than we did last year. Even those Terry Neal teams are decent players at the back. David O'Leary, um, <coughs> decent midfield players, and Paul Mariner up front, Tony Woodcock. Who have we got now? Sanchez and Ozil go. We are literally scraping the barrel for a decent player. Yes, well, it certainly looked that way. Um, 
So my answer and, uh, is that this almost. is worse. <laughs> OK, fair enough. David, I mean, you know, you're a little bit younger than the two other guys. Um, a baby at the age of 37. I presumably don't remember the end of the uh, Don Howe era. Oh, sorry, the Terry Neal era. No, the George Graham one, I really do. I mean, because my, my, two of my favourite teachers at school, um, Mr Tristram in particular was a massive Arsenal fan and um, we'd meet up every break time talking about uh, about the whole thing, saying it'd become a farce. But with regards to Neil and Hal, no, not at all. Just George Graham and the mighty Bruce Rioch. They're the only two Arsenal managers I've seen lately. Well, let's bring in um, some listener questions here. Now, it's interesting because you sent me an email um, before... Uh, well, when we were discussing tonight, and you said, I will be making a comparison between Wenger in this current transfer window and the last days of George. Albama Young and Malcolm equals Hartson in Kiwomia, but who will be Glenn Helder? <laughs> now, we also, coincidentally, got a tweet from Mr Lancaster, who asked, are the potential signings of Malcolm, Albama Young and Mikatarian essentially the last throw of the dice for Arsene Wenger. Oh, <coughs> can I just interrupt there, Kev, one second? I wouldn't say potential. Right. Okay. <laughs> I, would, I, I uh, wouldn't even say possible. Right. Uh, I say... No, the signings say, are potential. The signings are potential. I'd say kind of... Um, we haven't the, signed them yet. I'd say names that have been bandied about. Right, OK, OK. Uh, but AC, alas with George, it was Helder Kiwamia and um, Hartson. Surely Arsene Wenger didn't picture this as his swan song. So basically, it looks like um, Mkhitaryan is your Glenn Elder. Um, <laughs> but apart from that, I mean, first of all, Obama Yang and Mkhitaryan, in theory, are decent players. I don't know very much about Malcolm, except presumably he's knocking a few in. Is it Bordeaux he's at? He's not got a great scoring record. It's a goal every four games, but he's a winger rather than a forward. Right, OK. And also, he's never played for Brazil, so how's he going to get a work permit? Gabriel would never play for Brazil before we got him. Yeah, but Gabriel was a lot older, and a lot, he had a lot more experience than that. Under, my understanding is under UK, um, <laughs> sorry, English and Welsh immigration and employment regulations, he should have got a work permit. However, did we buy him... A, sorry, however, did he get a work permit? I don't think he... I got a memory of... He, he, <coughs> he wasn't signed as when they wanted. They had to wait a bit to get Gabriel. Yeah. Gabriel no, yeah. not, at all, not at all. He was signed the January window we went after. Well, maybe he because he was... He got the exceptional talent, didn't he? He got the exceptional talent exemption. Could have been that, yeah. Mm. OK. Are so put the next against Malcolm's name, then? Oh, yeah. Well, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> We're not <laughs> we just got that. We're not convinced. Yeah, very I'm sorry. Damn Damn it. It. They're all good players, but why would they want to play for Arsenal? Why would they want to sign for Arsenal? Well, money! The, money! The, the Dortmund connection is there. Mkhitaryan and Albamain played together for Dortmund, apparently really yes. stuck up a partnership. Yes. And now have we got someone from Dortmund? The, the new head scout. Uh -huh. Sven Rabbit is... Mislintat. That was it, Mislintat. So is this... Someone taking control above Wenger's head? For well, the that is an interesting question. And Jonathan Houseman asks, are you hopeful that any new in incomings have been identified by the new off-field appointments rather than Wenger, as I would not trust him with a penny of our cash, as the signings of Mustafi and Xhaka have proven? Here, here. Um, and not only that, Perez as well. He spent £19 million on Perez, didn't play him for the entire season, sent him back to Spain, and... There's been a lot of strange things going on. We can't score for we can't score for, for tuppence, and we've got one of our best strikers on loan in Spain. Okay, well let's 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 look ahead and be optimistic. Okay, and we're now talking power struggle. 
All right, because I've got a question from uh, Twitter handle is uh, it's my Arsenal opinion uh, at Arsenal Divibrigi, and I've never been able to say that ever. But anyway, it's one of our regulars, and he says, "Does the panel think the mooted signings are being made by the new club employees above the head of Wenger, with a view to him being replaced this summer, or will there be a power struggle between Arsenal and Kazidis Mislintat and?" Sanley, I don't know how you pronounce that, but the Barcelona guy is really the <coughs> football top top guy. Um, I mean, the Greek defender that we did buy, he's a, he's a definite signing. There's no question. On the bench at Chelsea, he was bought because of Mislintat. That was Sven, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Wenger wanted to send him out on mm-hmm. straight away. Typical. But to be seen again. However, even he realised that he actually looked pretty decent when he had his training session. <laughs> did he look decent or did he suddenly watch the defending against Nottingham Forest? Perhaps. And his stock must have risen amazingly. A little bit of both, yeah. I suspect. Um, so the thing with this back four, on, on paper, they're not bad players. Holding was a good player in the cup final last year. Oh, Mertesacker was the yeah, best Mertesacker defender was a good player in the cup, cup final. final last year. Mustafi's a World Cup winner. Chambers was Middlesbrough's best defender last year. Why is it when you put them all under a certain manager, they all go to pot? Well, I mean, is it a motivation question? Because I would argue that those players looked a lot more motivated in the FA Cup final than they did at Bournemouth or Nottingham Forest. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, Somebody, uh, ex-player, said to me that Chambers is performing well away from home and... It's you can see him panic on the ball at home. There's some pressure already coming from the fans. They're getting upset. Uh, I thought he looked good at Chelsea, Chambers. Yeah, he did. I thought he looked solid. He looked all right on Sunday as well when we lost to Bournemouth. <coughs> um, it, when when Wenger took him off, I, I said, "What the hell are you doing, Wenger? He's our best defender on that pitch at the moment." Was if that one hook, one? He was one one at the yeah, time. Yeah. If you want to hook a defender, hook holding. He was having a similar sort of game to the one he had at Bournemouth. Uh, at Forest. And Wenger decided that Holden would play on the left-hand side yeah. in the back three, yeah. so he's the one who had to stay on, which couldn't rearrange Mustafi and Chambers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, feel, I feel sorry for Callum Chambers. I mean, if you remember when we got him in the summer of 2014, as ever, the Wenger training regime got so many injuries that Chambers was forced into the first team for pretty much all of the first three and a half months. And for the first three months, he was absolutely brilliant. He was, he was first class. But... Um, Against Swansea, I can't remember the name of their winger, I think it was Jefferson Montero. Yes. He just tore him apart, and that yeah. was a, a 19 year old kid who was just, uh, you know, he, he was knackered at that point, got torn apart, and that guy essentially half ruined him at that point. And then he started the, the next season, though, against Liverpool, didn't he? Hmm? Yes, he started he was holding and, uh, Chambers as the centre back part. Mane took him. Took him apart, yeah. didn't they? Well, they didn't and have they, much cover in midfield there. No. Well, I mean, if they did, I mean, we, we don't. The only proper defensive midfield we've got at the moment is a currently untried defensive midfielder who are playing at left back. Yes. You know, because you can't say that Granite Track is a defensive midfielder. If he is, then he's not earned any money in the last three months. I mean, at the end of every game that's been on TV, you get the pundits pointing out that the defensive midfielder is not tracking the person who's walking past him. Back into the penalty area. It's, oh, oh it's, it's, it's so easy to get down this road. But Kev, you were sorry, better answer these. Yeah, well, we, we're, we're trying to stay pet optimistic. Sorry, yeah, 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 well, we, we were. It's and, and so basically, we've got some new faces arrived. Who the perception is maybe are making the decisions about it, the club's future. It looks like it. it. Looks very much like it. And it's how Fenger takes this. 
Um, it'd be interesting with, with speculation at the moment, isn't it? Yes. If this guy's coming in, this guy. And that no, no, they, sense. Uh, well, the signings, yeah. The, the signings. signings are speculation, but the backroom team are nailed on because Mislintat's already been working. Uh, Sanley starts in the February. 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 Mm. Um, I mean, effectively, Sanley has come from Barcelona. Now, he's not come to do a lesser job than he was doing there. And technically, his title there was the Spanish equivalent of director of football. Um, which he, he, What he specialised in was perhaps what David Dean used to do, which was getting decent players mm-hmm. in. Um, now, Dean and Wenger had a very special relationship because Dean brought Wenger to the club. Um, is it possible that Arsene, okay, clinging on to power would cooperate with these new guys because they're not his men. I think, regardless of exactly what, what is going on behind the scenes, one of the quotes you'll hear from Wenger at the end of the transfer window or ahead of Palace's game or as and when these deals go through, uh, one of the journalists will ask him, uh, was, were these your signings, Orson Sven, or, or for, uh, Sven? Uh, the first thing he'll say is, I have final decision on everything in football with this club, and even though the name wasn't mentioned in the question, Ivan Gazidis does not make decisions. Wenger's got an effort of, 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 of making that statement that I have more power than Ivan Gazidis or that I have control on the football side, Ivan Gazidis doesn't. I mean, I, I'm one of the very few big Ivan Gazidis fans. I think he's done an impeccable job as a chief executive officer because ultimately he reports into the 68.9% owner. Uh, I don't think Gazidis wanted to give Wenger a new contract. Uh, not no, at all. I don't, I, I don't I think don't he's wanted to do that the last couple of times. But ultimately, well, it, well, it wasn't the story that Wenger turned up at Claridge's or the Ritz, wherever um, um, Stan was staying uh, the day after the FA Cup final, whereas everyone else was hung over after celebrations and basically talked him into giving him a new contract. Of course he did. So anyway, yeah, the, the decisions for these uh, buys were probably being made by Sven. Um, uh, with and our, uh, yeah, Gazidis as well. But I say, <clears throat> Arsenal take as much credit as you want to, but the deals are going through. But the first thing Wenger will say when he's asked is, um, "I made these decisions, not I'm Gazidis." Hmm. What didn't Wenger say? I think I've read something in the paper last night that Wenger wasn't keen <coughs> on signing Aubameyang because he's not too sure about his, his personality and his disciplinary record. Well, it will be interesting <laughs> to see if he arrives. And also, what what, um, what David just said as well about. Um, Wenger will claim credit or even if he didn't have anything to do with it you look at the previous six transfer windows we're lucky to get one player in per window so if we get three in in this window a bit strange isn't it really mm. he does make strange comments Wenger I remember when we got Danny Welbeck um, oh yes yeah when, when uh, you know it said so I only wanted him on loan yeah, yeah. well I, I, if I was like Danny Welbeck I'd say oh thanks Arsene I'm so glad you wanted me that much. Okay, with hindsight, we all wish we did only have him on loan. But yeah. so he's. Yeah, but am I correct in saying Wenger didn't want to buy that centre half from Tottenham, Campbell or whatever his name was? You know, I don't want him on a free transfer. He's got a bad attitude. David Dean said, "Of course, I won't get him." So sign the contract, and you know, it's. I'm not sure Wenger had any negative things. I just don't think he had an opinion. I think Dean just signed the guy. Right. Well, and, and I'm correct in saying it was David Dean who gave um, Thierry Henry the wages that his agent asked for when we were signing from Juve, whereas Wenger was saying it was a bit more too much money. I mean, I'd <laughs> imagine that could well be true, but I don't know. No. Although he's happy to break the club transfer record for Sylvain Wiltord, of all people. Wenger is the only manager, if he gets to Bamiyang, Mkhitaryan and Malcolm, who's going to say, oh, I'm not sure about that. <clears throat> Every other manager would say, oh, wow, fantastic. Thanks, Chief Executive. 
thanks Chief Scout for giving me these players I think he's just going to get the up because he didn't sign them we're trying to get we're trying to be optimistic but this isn't solving our central defence or central no. defence or our central midfield problem any of these three is it no oh, and the, 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 this is the, the, the real question that remains um, is whether or not they're going to let him see out that last year now reputedly there is this clause that on either side they can I mean I, I, the way I see it is they say to Arsene you've got a payoff of a year's salary thanks and goodbye and I think that's probably the deal if if he makes Champions League, I think they would give him that last year. So that means winning the Europa, the Europa Cup, doesn't it? Or, yeah. I mean, in theory, let's talk about mathematical possibility. Arsenal could still finish we're in the top No, I, I disagree with that. Gonna finish I just think we're in a league of our own at the moment. We've always wanted to be in a league of our own, but <laughs> we're in a league of our own where we're five points behind fifth and five above seventh. We are sixth. No. We are nailed on sixth. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I don't see Burnley... Or Everton having to run Leicester to catch us, maybe, if we're going really wrong. I don't see us getting into... Great points above them, aren't we? Well, the points it above does them look like on. Everton are signing a player who should ensure we finish above them. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good luck, Theo. They're going down, aren't they, yeah? Oh, I, still, I still keep thinking that transfer's going to fall through. He's going to fail his medical and he's stuck with it forever. I'm not a big fan of stats, but Sam said perhaps we should be more boring and Everton are at the bottom of the list of... Shots on target for any team, so it must be more boring than that. I really thought they were going to have something when they signed Mr. Jordan Pickford, the keeper, and Mm. they got. Well, they they didn't replace Sigurdsson, and they got Rooney. I thought this is going to. They didn't replace Lukaku, No. They've gone wrong. Didn't they sign about six other players from Europe in the summer as well? Quite what talented players. I thought it was going to be an interesting team to watch him to. If they're looking to replace yeah. Lukaku with Walcott, it's odd that a man who's only the size of Lukaku's left arm will be replacing him, but there we go. I'm not sure if Theo is that particular. <laughs> I think t- this season is just about consolidating and making sure they're in the Premier League next yeah. season. So, so, how, <laughs> how long till the Everton fans sing you're just a shit Aaron Lennon? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Game two. So, so you're right, we are in a league of our own in sixth place. We're not going to finish fourth. If you win the Europa Cup, you reckon that will keep him for one more season? Yes, I do, but what are the chances of that? I mean, well, there's a two-legged team, the two-legged ties against eventually decent continental opposition. Yeah. We're I mean, Arsenal isn't very good at that. We're going to have to beat Napoli, AC Milan, it, Lyon. It, it does look, I mean, take nothing away from Mourinho. He won it last year, but it does look tougher this year somehow. He played Benfica and Ajax, so he didn't look great. But it's Atletico Madrid who are the, uh, the team. I mean, AC Milan, thankfully, have had a dreadful season in, in, in Serie A. Um, but the fact, the fact that Atletico Madrid are in there, we just have to hope and pray that they get knocked out by one of the other big teams. Who, well, mm. Napoli are also in there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's decent teams in there. Um, and Arsenal can lose to anybody. Yeah. Uh, we know that. If we did, in fairness, if we lose the part-timers FK Oskarsson, think... the club is only 20 years old. No, the club <laughs> is younger than Wenger's tenure at Arsenal. Yes. Yeah. Uh, only, yeah. only became a football club in 98. I, I, and we still went second. I think we'll beat Osteran somehow. <laughs> I really do. I mean, I'm just going to ask for a one-word answer on this. In your gut feeling, the question is, do you think Arsenal will be the manager at Arsenal after the summer. Yes. 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 Jeez. Unfortunately. Yeah. Right. All right. 
Um, as, I said, as I said, the end game's been going on for 10 years. There's no end to it. Yeah, okay. Uh, right, so um, next up I'm going to talk about... Uh, well, we're on the subject of the transfer window. So Simon Rose, sometime panellist, has tweeted, Is Arsenal's current saga of potential ins and outs the vital green shoots of recovery after a forest is razed to the ground or further unsightly evidence of our steepening decline? Oh, that's typical Simon Rose. <laughs> he wants to see the bright side. He wants to look on he the said, right side. Is it one or the other? He's he asking wants the to question. Sign all these players and then Wenger well, the question is. Manager I mean, of the year. this relates to the question: What benefit have we got from keeping Alexis Sanchez for five months, four and a half months, whatever it is, when we, in theory, could have taken sixty million from Man City? at the end of August. It was a sheer denial thing from Wenger. It's as though he was saying, um, there are no American troops here in Baghdad and read my lips, I do not have sexual relations with that woman uh, with regards to uh, Sanchez. No of, co- exactly. no, of course he's going to give 100% every single game. He didn't want to leave all that much. I trust him as professional. Come on, man. No, I mean, the, the go- but what was Arsene's thinking in keeping Sanchez? He's our best player, and if you, if you look at Luis Suarez, who was uh, who uh, was about to leave Liverpool, they convinced him to stay for one more year. He spent the next season being the best player in the Premier League by not passing to anyone else in the team. He was that good. He dribbled past everyone else, uh, became top goal scorer, and fed Sturridge for loads more. He was thinking Sanchez would just do that. He's that good. He'll go past everyone else. The thing is, Liverpool players, uh, they'd, they'd play to his strengths, whereas Arsenal players follow the strict instructions of the line manager, Arsene Wenger, which is, he can do what he wants, all the rest of the ten of you do tiki-taka. We will do Wenger ball. We will, that's the only way they play. I mean, actually, with regards to Simon Rose's, um, Simon Rose's uh, question and or post on, on Twitter, Arsenal could sign Pelly 70, Maradona 86... Um, Banks 1970 put them in the same team we would still get the same results because you could have the best players in the world but like any job in the world you follow the instructions of your line manager I mean the players will not be able to play their own, own play independently they'll be substituted for the likes of well it would have been Coquelin but obviously he's gone um, you have to play the way that Wenger makes you play Wenger will always maintain that Wenger ball is the way to go even if he's looking after the Barcelona team of seven years ago They'd be playing a slightly different way to Guardiola's team. Um, it's, we could sign anyone in the world. They follow the instructions of Wenger, which don't work anymore. How many times have you been in a pub and, and all your mates have said, I'm fed up with Wenger. Oh my God, I so fucking hate Wenger. We could have the entire Barcelona team and we'd still be shit. Yeah. I mean, I say, I say all, the, all, all the time. I mean, for me, our best player by country mile, more so than Erzan Sanchez, is Aaron Ramsey. But you see him in the Arsenal team and everyone goes, oh, he's hugging this and that and the other. He's doing everything that Benga tells him. But you see him in the Welsh national oh, team. Euro 2016. Oh, Christ. He just played between the lines. He pulled defenders everywhere. Absolutely. He just made you know, Robson Carnu look a proper centre-forward. He just pulled people all over the shop. <clears throat> Wonderful. <clears throat> but Simon's answer is like, I'm just kind of worried, you're talking one year, I kind of want us to stay 100 years in the top flight. I really think anything <laughs> now, you know, I'll take six now, I'll take six next year, you know, just get that 100 years up. I really don't see, he's talking about raising it to the ground, and that's probably, you're talking about come back in four years. Mm. Well, Nobody's got that patience, nobody's got that patience, but I'd like to see that. I think it's, when you're young, and you've got a lot longer to live, 
you're impatient. When you get older, shorter times to live, but you kind of understand that. You think, I tell you what, I'd give it three years of mid-table. <clears throat> I mean, teams have bounced back. Leicester came from about 14th to win the league. Chelsea came from 11th to win the league. You don't have to be, and we've proved, you don't go top four, top four, top four champions. It's not, it's not, well, it didn't happen for us. No, we um, four, four, I, teams so have third. come, you know, ducked out. Chelsea had a right mess when Mourinho left. Big implosion. Change of manager, change of squad. <clears throat> you know, a season out of Europe. And bang, came in and won the title. Well, let's just say you're all wrong, okay? <laughs> and in the summer, Arsenal departs. There's been a lot of talk about uh, a potential replacement being Carlo Ancelotti. What would you uh, make of that? Oh, I'd love Ancelotti. Love Ancelotti. I think he'd be brilliant. He lives in London, apparently, from when he used to manage Chelsea, he kept his house off. So he still lives in London. He's shipping his wife over here at the moment. Probably because he's got wind he's going to take over from Conte. Well, in that case, summer. we would get Conte, apparently. Well, I'll take Conte. Okay. Oh, the Conte's yeah. going back to Italy. I mean, I mean, people involved in football, despite being multi-millionaires, they are people. Uh, Conte's family never left Italy. His children are in school in Italy, and he's missing them. You know, well, uh, I'm, I'm, David, I hate to uh, cut you short, but <laughs> Conte nearly came to Arsenal in 2014. Okay. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. And there is there has been meetings between Conte's people and Arsenal this season in terms of potential. He does apparently fancy the rebuild job, uh, assuming he, he does leave Chelsea. Does that come from a reliable source? Don't mind me asking, Gaffer. Um, it's it's comes from someone who knows someone who knows Conte very well. Oh, I think if you've got Conte or Ancelotti, it would be ripping up the kind of old Arsenal way. You'd probably have to start then thinking two years, three years, new coach, two years, three years, new coach. But isn't that what all major European clubs now do? Successful teams have done that. Exactly. And that's the reason why yeah. you have a figure like the Barcelona guy and you have the chief scout who remain consistent in terms of... You might just look at it and say, <coughs> these players, when players leave, they kind of freshen up in a new club. Maybe, why'd they have to leave? Bring in a new coach, that's enough to freshen them up. Well, is there an argument for the new manager effect being Arsenal's best chance of actually getting into the top four this season and being in Champions League next season, which would make us more attractive <laughs> to any potential signings in the summer and also add a few million to our next kit sponsors. Well, you mean get rid of Wenger now? Yeah. Oh, okay, I only got rid of him. Yeah, I know that. I'm just saying. Yeah. I don't think anyone would do it without a defensive midfielder and a decent centre-half. I don't think... I don't know team do. I think it could be very entertaining under someone else, try a few things, get some exciting new players in, but I, I wouldn't mind that. I wouldn't mind that. Mm. Uh, in a strange way, you know, the younger people, imagine having just followed Arsenal since they moved to the Emirates. Must be awful, I think, but this club, for me, owe me nothing. But I don't, you know, as Steve says, it's the worst time ever. It's the worst time ever, really, because it's... You know, you meet clubs, like fans from Sunderland, they go, oh man, we'd love to be in your situation. But you say, that's not really, that's not helping us, is it, round here? No, no. Oh, thank God I'm not Sunderland. So what? You know, it's, uh, it's Arsenal. And we want to be, we were entertaining and in a title race falling away, but we were entertaining. We're not even entertaining now, are we? we right, we, I'm, I'm going to, I'm no. just, the thought's gone into my head. Away record this year won three wins and we were nearly in yeah, February. Yeah. Three away wins. It's down to the defence. I'll tell you what, Sunderland have probably got a better away record. Well, 
In the 89 team, okay, the normal team, you had in the midfield Rowcastle, Thomas, Richardson and Marwood as your midfield. Okay. So who was your defensive midfielder there? Well, Kevin Richardson. And he, yeah. he was basically, he did play deep and, and yeah. snuff out. Yeah. He won the ball off Barnes, gave it back to Lukic for that goal. No, he was... My train of thought is this, OK, because Michael Thomas was playing in there with him and did a bit of defensive work, in all fairness. Got stuck in, Thomas. Yeah. I'm, I'm, right looking, back, I'm looking at imaginative emergency solutions. So we've sold Cockerland, who probably wasn't up to the mark. Well, I think Mark alluded to it earlier. We've had Zaka virtually every match, apart from when he'd been suspended for the last two years. Do we and think Maitland-Niles <coughs> yeah, yes. could yes. Yeah, and the midfield yes. with Zaka in it has got worse and worse and worse and worse? The away record has got worse and worse and worse and worse with Zaka in it. Let's just try. To, let's just rest Zaka for a couple of weeks. Just give him a rest. Put Maitland-Niles in that position alongside Ramsey or Wilshere. Put a, a proper left back. You know, in, in left back. If only we had two international left backs <laughs> in the squad, that'd be nice. Yeah, we? and then see how we go. Well, we can't Rumble. do any. We can't do any worse than you know without Zaka than we're doing with him. In my opinion, the only thing that gets me with Ainsley Maitland-Niles is that we are all relying on the fact that he's defensive midfielder, based on what Wenger said in a few interviews. We've never seen him played there, and no. uh, we're relying on the manager we want out's judgment on this player's best ability as to his position. Did probably the turn captain in the FA Cup last year and looked very good in that five-one win. He also played as one of these uh, three centre backs uh, in pre-season, which. Yeah. Suggests he has some defensive news. Yeah. Do it against uh, a, an informed Palace on Saturday. Yeah. You know? Because oh. uh, Monreal's going to be fit again. Right. Um, well, so is also fit. Absolutely. I'd rather have Elneny in the middle than Zaka anyway. It can't be. I mean, Zaka has no role in this Arsenal team, to be honest. I mean, that again, in the Swiss team, playing as number 10 in the Euros in 2016, looked like a great player. But then he's like, no, 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 you're better than that. You're a defence midfielder who plays quarterback mm-hmm. passes into the stands. <laughs> And you can have two shots on goal per season. Well, why, why is Wenger so loyal to Zaka, do you reckon? Because he authorised the £35 million. Pa- no, the... He wants to prove a point. Yeah. It's the same with Theo, really. Yeah. Of course it was. Yeah. Oh. Right. So, so Daniel, I think, so I think the so point's got proved he's wrong. Right, let's talk about the attack. Um, I've got a couple of questions. First of all, from the um, a guy who calls himself Zinedine Descartes on Twitter. Yeah. Zinedine Descartes. Sorry. Oh, God, my, my, law, my lack really of knowledge <laughs> of philosophers is he's exposed. Got his, he's got his <laughs> um, how can Arsenal have three strikers that collectively cost over eighty million and look so blunt? Um, he then goes on. How can a midfielder who costs more than Kante look worse than the traffic cone? We've discussed that. <laughs> how can a pro team of players look so tactically useless? No idea where to stand or run. What is a Steve Bold? Well, anyway, we'll focus on the attacking <laughs> part of that question because also from Joe Gagliardi uh, on this subject, he asked, why does Alexandra Lacazette seem to be struggling? Lack of service. Lack of service or is it adjustment to the English game? Now, we played Welbeck, um, Iwobi <laughs> and Lacazette against Bournemouth and I think it's fair to say it didn't impress greatly. Um have we bought a dud in Lacazette? Let's start with that. Lacazette, who is the second choice French international centre forward, the first choice being Olivier Giroud. Um, I think, is he a better footballer than Giroud? Is he a great footballer? Yes, absolutely. But unfortunately, he's having to play the Arsenal way. And whether we play 4-2-3-1 or 3-4-2-1, the role of our, our centre forward, um, it's, 
It's not Lacazette. Lacazette is essentially a classic number nine. He had a great goal record at, um, at uh, Lyon, but he had Nabon Fakir um, feeding him all the time. A great combo, same as Suarez and Sturridge, Bergkamp and Henri. Uh, but here, if he had a top of their games uh, playing to their strengths, Sanchez and Ozil wanting to be there feeding him, yeah, potentially. And it was Jamie Carragher the other week who said, in terms of attacking three, Arsenal's Ozil, Sanchez and Lacazette is the best in the division. I don't necessarily disagree with him. But again, they're playing the way they're functioned to play by Wenger. Okay. I, mean, I, I think the guy's a very good player. Well, but what happened, yeah, I think quite often you get a player comes in and you're saying that period of adjustment, can't get a goal, da-da-da-da, Charlie Nicholas or whatever, can't get a goal. Lacazette, he scored after what? A minute. It's the quickest yeah, yeah. debut goal in and Premier League. And he scored eight goals by November, and we're still on eight goals now. It's it's an odd. It's something's changed in the club for him not to be scoring. Mm. It, it must be an element of service. I tell you, I tell you, a lot of it could be Özil. Özil plays when he wants, doesn't he? Yeah. Özil plays one week on, one week off. Goes on the next week. Goes to uh, Lucas Podolski's kebab shop opening when he should be playing at Forest. Um, goes to fashion shows when he should be playing at Watford. Oh, I mean, I mean he, he, just, he just plays when he wants, and that's a symptom of our horrendous management. You so know, you don't believe yeah. in the injury? I don't think there is any injury. He's just having a winter break that Wenger's given him. Yes. Where is Wenger he? Where is he's right he's right got a sore knee. And where is he, though? Is he at well, Lincoln, he was only with Podolsky, Podolsky last weekend. Where was Podolsky's kebab In Germany. In Cologne. Cologne. And Ozil was a guest at the Open. Ozil was a guest at the Open. They watched the derby. It was Munch and Gladbach Cologne, wasn't it, the weekend? Oh, good. I mean, I haven't seen him packed, but I haven't seen pictures of him at London Colney. I really do wonder I mean, I was, you know, what I'm waiting for is a sneaky picture of him in a swimming pool in Dubai. Exactly. I haven't seen it, so who knows? So when the guys go on about an 80 million strike force, if you take Ozil out of that, that's 40 million of it gone. Um, no, he's, I think he's talking about 80 million. He's well back. Well back 15. Lacazette. Lacazette 45. Yeah, no, it won't um, be cost nothing. So but, that, it's Sanchez at 35. Yeah. I'll tell oh, you, okay. in answer to this Lacazette question, if you put a decent manager in charge of Arsenal, Conti, um, Ancelotti, um, any, any of the top managers, hmm. you'd see a different Lacazette. I Agreed. guarantee it. I mean, look at him on Sunday against Bournemouth. I mean, he, he didn't get the passes. He was getting so little service. He dropped back. No, it's it so deeper than Chaka. Yeah, he was in the centre circle for. And you had Ramsey playing as the false number nine. Yeah. It was it was like farcical. Yeah, the whole the whole game on Sunday was a farce. But it wasn't unexpected. Yeah, that was the thing. A, in the first half, when we were tearing Bournemouth apart, a, a decent side would have been three up, and we we, we couldn't even score one. Do you think the crowd? at a home match will will ever turn against the manager oh so hope they do do you remember that time when they had the time for change banners yes about 18 months ago I do. at the end of the season before last yes and we were holding up our time for change banners indeed I do and we were threatened by AKBs yes. and it got quite nasty quite violent well it was it was vo- verbally aggressive yeah yes. so I think people are frightened of, of the AKBs to, to, to really demonstrate it's interesting okay because I think there's a tipping point. Yeah. And I think it could happen in a particular game where all it takes is enough brave souls to start chanting. We want Wenger out. And people get more confident. Yeah. 
You know, go two 0 down on Saturday. It may happen. I mean, am I correct in saying um, during the Forest game, one of the songs that our fans were singing was "We're fucking shit, yeah. we're fucking shit, yeah. we're fucking shit, we're fucking shit," which I think is what we were also doing at Palace yeah. away last year when we changed yeah. to three four two one, which is when the players went over the, to do the, the, right the away club. support is actually amongst the most critical of the manager, which is interesting yeah. because they're also, in theory, the most loyal to yeah. the team. Well, well, so much so, I uh, can't remember what game it was last season, we played so badly, the team apologised and paid for their match day tickets. I'm guessing that hasn't happened for the Forest game. No, I don't no. think so. There we go. <coughs> well, Customers we are. We're going to get a few weekends off now, aren't we? Yeah, we certainly will do. Saying that, Kev, you're talking about the home crowd doing something. I mean, I've read somewhere on social media that, OK, over the road here, East Stand, 2 o'clock, we all march down the road, da 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 you can be as noisy and loud as you want. Outside the ground, all the journalists will be inside. You can you can do anything out there. It's not going to matter. It has, it has to happen inside. inside the stadium. Well, well, what happened last year? I mean, did it make a one iota of difference, did it? No. No. Planes flying over, laughable. Mm, but yeah. some, th- something's got to happen inside. Do you have any of these support groups are getting together? Because I remember sort of like five, six years ago, there were meetings in CAFs on um, Blackstock Road as to what's going to happen. And um, Well, uh, what's happened, in, in, as far as I can see, is the more official supporters groups uh, have... I mean, the AST mm. are never going to be... Uh, start demonstrations against the manager because their concern is how the club is run generally. Mm-hmm. So they will do things in a different way. ISA are basically not going to be critical of the club as policy. Um, which leaves basically... I mean, Red Action are a, a few lads who basically organise atmospheric stuff. Mm-hmm. Have got involved in protest things before. And apart from that, it's the Black Scarf movement. So what now happens is informally... Stuff is promoted on Twitter mainly, and people organise to uh, do the marches. So there will be a march apparently before the Everton game. Um, I think it's I think it's a five thirty kickoff. Is that a, is that what day is that again? It's a Saturday five thirty. Oh, okay. Um, is it in February? Yeah, oh, I think 3rd okay. of February. I think. Oh, early early February. So there, there is going to be another march now. You know, <coughs> we've said, do they have impacts? Well, last year, if you remember, against Everton, they were singing, we want Cronky out. Stan Cronky, get out of our club. Mm. Virtually the entire stadium singing it. Mm. This year, I still believe, no matter how bad it gets, no matter how bad Wenger's management gets, they'll still sing, we want Cronky out, rather than Wenger. Yes. Okay. I don't, what, did, what, why did Liverpool it? do it? How did Liverpool get rid of their American owners? I mean, they're very organised. They've obviously got. Some it was all their celebrity fan. There, there was like um, uh, there are videos you can still see on YouTube by the uh, supporters uh, groups. Um, people like Ian McCulloch from Echo and the Bunnymen right. or whatever, uh, Mel C from the Spice Girls. All of them saying, "Please get rid of our club." Hicks and Gillett. I remember. You can still find it on yeah, YouTube. Yeah, but I think it's one of all of our celebrity fans. I mean, no, can't say that. Matt Lucas. No, he's not. Well, no, he's, you know, I understand he's got an autobiography coming out. Many thanks to his uh, match side, uh, his pitch side appearance at uh, half time the other week. No, the, uh, no, the, uh, the supporters, uh, celebrity supporters are treated so well. I hate to say this, Piers Morgan might be an exception to that. Yeah, yeah, quite, yeah. <laughs> no, maybe he should be the leader of all of our campaigns. I don't him as manager, I would. 
The spy is now in wind-up mode. Would you not have Piers Morgan? How many times you sat there in the pub where we've been getting thrashed by some minnow? And you've said, I'd have anyone instead of Vengo. And someone's gone, Piers Morgan? Yeah, take him tomorrow. <laughs> right, so let's move on to... He has a, had three calls a bottle of wine. Yeah. Another from Mr Lancaster. He says, Sanchez will no doubt get booed next season, whoever he plays for against us. However, should he? The bigger picture is, just like Sesk, Nasri, Robin Van Persie, the board can't meet top player ambitions and we end up selling to rivals. What does this say about Arsenal? It's not the board that can't meet their ambitions, it's Wenger, isn't it? Well, in theory, I would suggest if the board weren't happy with what Wenger was achieving, they would have got yeah. shot at him. Yeah. So, so it's, it's a double-barreled... Well, a ultimately, double the board, in theory, although it is... Yeah, it is just yeah. yeah. Well, you're right. You're right, Kev. Why would... That's what I was saying earlier when you, you said about the potential Aubameyang signing and the potential Mkhitaryan signing, and maybe Malcolm as well. Why would these players sign for Arsene Wenger? Mm. We're never going to win the title. We're going to finish sixth, add infinitum. We're probably never going to win the European League. Spurs, Spurs were recruiting quite well with, you know, when they were outside the Champions League spaces. People don't, and Chelsea got 11th, and they recruited mm. well. Yeah, but they're decent happen. managers. They don't have managers. Well, no, I think, I think money <coughs> is a factor. Yeah, well, Tottenham yeah, got a lot less really. than us, though, haven't they? Hey, still, Chelsea's got a ceiling, apparently. But Sanchez, you know, he, he well, Man City said they can't afford Sanchez. Exactly. Well, well, it was a factor. How come Sanchez hasn't signed for Arsenal? Because we're offering three hundred grand a week. Well, so because he can get it elsewhere. Yeah, he can get it elsewhere. Yeah, uh, so wasn't there, there was a report that came out last week that said we're the second cash richest club in the world? I think it is. Yeah, that could that, well that's be what hurts because when we were talking earlier about end of managers, but I was thinking there's a parallel with end of top players, and I think when Liam Brady went to Juventus, you all went, well, he's gone abroad. Good luck to him. There's money to be made over there. He's a world class player. And then Stapleton went the next year, and <laughs> we, but we were probably average to go twenty five thousand. He's going to Man United probably a double or forty five thousand. And we weren't in Europe, they were. You could understand it. But he still got stick, you wouldn't believe, when he came back to Arsenal. Hmm. Which Sanchez will get, without a doubt. People won't even think now. They just think, it's what you do. I've hmm. seen it. This is, I mean, a stick. Players get booed. I mean, I Wobi could play his second game. He goes to take a corner at Chelsea. He's just going to get booed all the way over there. Because he's an opposition player. That just happens now. I don't think booing's relevant. But it's when we lost Stableton, we were... We were you know, we were a pretty crap team and we lost but then it's when you've moved to this place the Emirates and you've got 60,000 you've got never all this TV money's come in and you're still getting rid of Van Persie and you're getting rid of Sanchez and you get rid of Ozil that's not stacking up is it no. it's not money it's, it's ambition right. I think we could, we, if they, we, could, we could pay them all the money they wanted mm. they leave here because they want to win trophies and we're, trophies. we're left with players who are happy to coast yeah. who don't have ambition well Ramsey for instance he's talking about signing in a new contract. Why would why would Ramsey want to stay? He's twenty eight. He's been here ten years. He's won three FA Cups. Surely, because he's played for Chelsea. Or maybe Ramsey. he's in a comfort zone. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's symptomatic. Of maybe that he has a good life. Maybe his agent's not pimping him around as much as he yeah. has other clients. Yeah. I don't, I don't. I've never understood this booing of, of, of a lot of the ex-players. People like Adebayor. I mean, I remember when he threatened to leave all summer. We gave him a new contract. We played like the Emirates Cup. And he scored a penalty against whoever it was we were playing and went up to North Bank Lower and started kissing the badge and everyone went absolutely mental at him because they knew he was lying. 
he is one of the exceptions to the rule. But why the Ox got booed when we played Liverpool no. before Christmas, I don't understand. No, really. I mean, the, the guy when he was when he was warming up was getting abuse from uh, the North Bank lower, and not in a sarcastic way, he was clapping everyone. At the end of the game, did the four corners walk, started off with the Liverpool fans, were going around the rest of us. Cesc Fabregas, we had a buyback option, but the arrogant Wenger refused to go through with it. Um, Fabregas, he applauds uh, the North Bank every single time he plays for Chelsea at home, but we still boo him. It's just silly and childish. I stand up and applaud the guy, you know. Well, he left for ambition, didn't he? Well, he left because it's like he's a Catalonian. He wanted to get back to Catalonia to play for his yeah. boyhood club yeah. in Catalonia. And then, and then that stupid idiot of our manager refused to resign him. Exactly, out of sheer arrogance. When he had the chance. Exactly. I think Fabregas might have stayed if Arsenal had proved they could win yeah. trophies. Yeah. The thing is, yeah, you're looking so. around at Fabregas is saying, what, you're not matching my ambition, but I, I think there were players who dragged the team up and took them to a level they, you know, were we the best team in 89 and 91? Or did was the Tony Adams factor there saying, you know, you've got to look Tony in the eye after this game. Yes. You've got to look George in the eye at training. You've got to look him in the eye. You give it all. And that, that mentality, people talk about the mentality was good. No, that is so missing. You know, you're going to go and have a shirt with Vieira as your captain. That's, that's the point, isn't it? It's... Football is the skill, but I think players are looking for somebody else to do that for them. Uh, Gallas was the captain when he sat down at Birmingham. Oh, you know, oh yeah, that was that was a sign. That should have been. You yeah, never wear the Arsenal. You never wear the Arsenal shirt again. Get out. You know. Yeah. Um, that, that, I mean, we, his appointment as captain was an odd thing. And if I was Gilberto, that would have been a heartbreaker. I mean, if anyone should have been captain, it should have been him. Yeah. Do you think it was biased because he was French? Not this. Well, I mean, Wenger trying to justify to himself that we got a good deal when he when we only got five million pounds and an arrogant, uh, um, narcissistic um, centre half in exchange for the best left back I'm, I'm ever going to see in my entire lifetime. Um, you never saw Kenny Sansa then. Uh, no, he was playing for Newcastle. Kenny Sansa. Kenny Sansa was the best left back of all time. Anyway, look, the point I'm trying to make is um, we got a crap deal for Ashley Cole and our sheer arrogance arrog- to no one made the right decision. That was part of Wenger's point of making our number 10 centre-half William Gallus the captain. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, everything, easy thing for everyone to say, things change when we move stage and everything, but the proudest I've ever been as an Arsenal fan was the European Cup final because after Madge Yen's got sent off after a quarter of an hour... You can't fault any of the players. Well, they get apart from the poor Almunia in goal, who essentially scored two own goals because the shots weren't going on goal until they hit his legs. Um, at the, uh, when the 90 minutes went up, all 10 of them were flat out on the pitch. They did not have a, a, an ounce more energy to give. I've never been more proud in my life. They were going, no, whereas now, I mean, they get off, the, uh, get off the, the team bus wearing their personal headphones, having never spoken to each other. At the end of the game, uh, the likes of Ozil and Sanchez, they're down the tunnel before the whistle's gone. There's only three players who like go around the four corners and applaud yeah. us. Sadly, yeah, one, of them, one of them's just been sold to Valencia. You know, it's, yeah. Make a point right. about the, the, the Palace game, so the celebration and... Sanchez was there going, where's the rest of the team? Where's the rest of the team? I don't like you. This is something to me that is so amateurish, and it happens to every club, but celebrating, like, a goal with the whole team. I watched Arsenal-Chelsea on TV, and everyone was celebrating in the corner, the winner, at 3-2. Sky had replayed the goal, replayed the celebrations, and suddenly, Morata was one-on-one with Czech. <laughs> yeah. 
you know, talk about switch off by doing this mass celebration thing. And you know, suddenly Sanchez saying, why didn't you all come down this end? It's, it's almost like the Yaya Torre birthday cake thing, isn't it? That is. <laughs> but then again, good managers will know the kind of mentality of the people you're dealing with. If that's what he wants, he wants to do his dogs. It's an arm around him. It's a kick up the arse for him. The Brian Clough thing. I mean, on Twitter... Started on Twitter. Alan Hintum was on there. I, I just drunkenly asked him one night, "What did the other players say or Cluffy say about your white boots?" He said, "Nothing. Nobody had to go." He, and he said, "Thinking of it, Cluffy knew as long as I delivered that ball in from the wing, I could wear whatever I wanted." And he probably told you mentioned his white boots. You're getting that, and that that is man management, isn't it? You know, it's like looking yeah. after every different player, what his mentality needs. We and, can have an inside podcast on and, Cluffy. Well, then, then you get to the Justin Fashion who, why doesn't he get himself a nice girlfriend? It, it, that <laughs> argument falls, a, falls out of bed. So falls out of bed, not a good analogy. Yeah. But we, 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 getting back to Arsenal, with, about, we, we spoke earlier about when we won the Cup last year against City and Chelsea. Different team, motivated, tactically aware, battling, looked, looked a totally different team. All right, so Steve, on that note, we want positivity. Who have we got in the League Cup? We've got Chelsea, Chelsea then Man City. Yeah. So come on, we can yeah. do it the other exactly. way around. Exactly. I need your positivity. And if they do do it, you'll know, you'll know why they're doing it and you know why they don't do it in the league. Was it you who told me about that omen about the date uh, yeah. that we're yeah. supposed to be playing yeah. Man City in the yeah. league? Yeah. Well, we're supposed to be playing Man City on the day of the Carabao Cup final this season. If we beat Chelsea next Wednesday, we'll be playing City in the Carabao Cup final. Instead of the Premier League. On the day we're supposed to be playing them in the Premier League. Last year in the semi-final, when we beat City in the semi-final in the FA Cup, we were supposed to be playing them in the league. Right. We'll definitely be playing City, whether it's Bristol or Manchester. Yeah. 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 So who knows? Sorry, Kev, can I rewind to a tweet that was mentioned about half an hour ago? What is a Steve Bold? Mm. <laughs> now, Steve Bold is, um, well, was a defender brought up you know, in the George Graham way, Tony Adams alongside him, who must know defending inside out. Now, he can't, he can't be having any input into this defence, can he? It's just not possible that Steve Bold goes, just stand where you like at corners, lads. People on the post know, because Czech will come halfway, it'll bounce off someone's head at Palace, bobble over the line. I mean, I spoke to someone the other day who said, Dave Seaman said, I'd have five either side of me on the line, but couldn't I just go for the ball? Check. You've got to put one guy in front of him. That's going to put him off. I don't think he's got over that kick in the head from Basically, Stephen yeah. Hunt. If you look yeah. at our zonal defending uh, against Forrest for that goal, where yeah. um, the, you oh, know, the zonal... Oh, free kick. <laughs> what about the one on Saturday, on Sunday? Uh, uh, oh, the equaliser. One, There's five four. defenders exactly. with the winger. And two defenders with the rest of the Bournemouth attack. Well, this is the thing. I've, we all played crap football, but I remember the worst thing ever. If you got a hit on the break and somebody two on one, they'd score. But when you've got six men in your own penalty area and one guy scores, Palace, I think it must, we must have had 11 in the box for the header, and we must have had six in the box for the um, Townsend yeah. goal, and he was on his own in the box. Yeah. I can't believe Steve Bold has got... Carp Blanche to sort that defence out. Steve Bolt's job is assistant to the manager. If you look at his, his actual role on match days, it's him and Shad Forsyth who do the actual warm-up with the players, Sal Bibbo with the goalkeeper. Um, the actual coaches, Lehman, Bora Primorac, Neil, Neil Banfield, they're wearing suits, either in the director's box or in the dugout. Um, 
His, his job's very different to them. Um, Bold, I don't think, has any involvement with coaching whatsoever. His job is to put out cones, <laughs> clap, and take over his 90 grand a year what's to send his kids to roadie. What's Neil Banfield do? He's a coach. He actually coaches the players Monday to, Monday to Friday. Well, I'll tell you what, no wonder we're shit. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you what, no wonder we are rubbish. Neil oh, bloody Banfield. Yeah. Neil Banfield's father's got something to do with his, that. His, his, basically, his father's one that was one of, well, is still, I think, one of uh, Benga's main scouts. And his son got the job through the nepotism factor. You got that. You got Bora Primorac, who uh, Wenger has sympathy for over the uh, the French Valencian and uh, yeah, Marseille thing, and he took him to Japan as well, I think. It was such a so is Jerry Payton, who's still down there as our goalkeeper's coach, despite not being our goalkeeper's coach because it's Sal Bibbo doing it. Mm. It's Wenger surrounded by his friends. Steve Bold's job is well, he was only appointed because. Um, that was my understanding, could just be a paper rumour, that was Gazid disappointment. Wenger's first choice was Dragan Stoichkovic, uh, the coach of Nagoya Grampusate, who Wenger wanted to groom to be his replacement. Hmm. But the club were like, no, you've, you've got to have bold for the sake of it. And, but he's, the only big thing he's done was pin Alex Song up against the wall when he kept turning up late for training. Excuse me, so, yes. Yeah. I'll tell you what, when Wenger finally goes, Kev, <coughs> there's, a, there's a book to be written. Wenger, the end days... Right. All of these stories about well, nepotism. The thing is, every, is there a non-disclosure agreement? The, I would have thought so. Yeah. Oh God, you're absolutely. I mean, and will it extend past Arsenal's tenure? Yeah, there'll be five chapters on how Ivan Gazidis wanted to get rid of Wenger, but was frustrated at every turn by Cronky. I think the world would kill for Wenger's autobiography. Yeah, but the thing is, it would be his version of events. You don't want to read Wenger. I'd be more interested in Cesc Fabregas. Yeah. Autobiography, which did actually tell yeah. the truth. Mm. Um, we're going to end up with a little bit of humour here. Um, a tweet from North Bank or at Hamlin Road, whichever it is. Why do a bunch of birds who've just started podcasting get proper interviews? And you just get a collection of old whingers from the corner bar at the pub. <laughs> so, what does he mean, birds? I think there's, there's some. I haven't. I'm not particularly au fait with other Arsenal podcasts, but reputedly there's presumably one which is done by females. Yeah. And presumably they have interviews. Yeah. Um, and this this that's this, quite nice from CFC TV. <laughs> CFC. <laughs> this is an she's Arsenal podcast, nice. I yeah. think. She's on their health. Yeah. <laughs> She's talking about old whinges in the corner bar of a pub. Yeah. I, I resemble get, that. Really. I, I, I'll tell you what we'll do, Kev. We'll get Sophie from CFC TV on the next podcast. There's right. not much point. I mean, I didn't get on, on it from her looks. I mean, it's not. <laughs> it's, isn't it? There's no camera in here. It's, well, well, I'm, what I'm this sorry is, is basically podcasts come in many forms. So does he get and off for on me, female voices? Well, evidently the interviewees come along for whatever reason. Maybe they're better at securing them. Yeah. Maybe I don't even bother trying, okay? Because there's no fee. Uh, there's no <laughs> well, he gets a bleeding preacher and he's... I think the answer was Kev scrapes the barrel and here we are. Oh, if well. it was the fan TV, I could accept his, his point. Right. Well, anyway. you've worn a nice dress tonight, Steve. <laughs> I do, thank you. I, I like your TR, I like your headgear. <laughs> right, on that note, I think it's time to wrap up and uh, I haven't even got my script in front of me, but... I will just say that the uh, current issue of the Guna is on sale at Home and Away Matches. It has the free 2018 calendar inside, which features classic Guna back covers. Uh, plenty of nostalgia in there, including an interview with Bob Wilson. And also details of the plan to save the Guna. 
past the end of the current season. And that basically means you people who might buy it on match days occasionally, subscribing in advance. Subscribe now. And get it through your letterbox instead. Um, apart from that, you, if you wish to communicate with us, you can do so uh, through Twitter, at Podcast and through email, gunapodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we shall be back in February with another one after we will know whether or not we're in a League Cup final <laughs> or whatever it's called these days at Wembley and if not uh, who, who knows uh, we'll concentrate on the Europa League I suspect quick quick question yes. are we going to be in it or not my instincts say Chelsea will sneak it okay. that's mine I believe because okay. it was nil-nil so we've got to win well one thing I, if it goes to penalties I think I know who's going to go through yeah. Mm. If it goes to penalties, it'll be nil nil. It'll be a three minutes. 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 It'll be a three